always a case of sort of the ethical feeling, isn't it? So not only does it taste great, but it makes you feel better in knowing that nobody's been hurt. Like no, and I say nobody because you know we're all equal at the end of the day. Plants, animals, everybody. I mean, it's uh-huh. everything's equal on planet. But. Hello, wonderful followers, and welcome to another exciting, invigorating episode of Those Vegan Veterans Podcast. So, I'm Rob Dennison. It's very good to have you here. And I am, as always, am joined by the one, the only... Russ McDonough, as per usual. Uh, the yes. gobby one, some people might say. Uh, <laughs> everyone needs welcome. a gobby one in their life, don't they? Um, <laughs> welcome, brother. How are you today, mate? You well? I am good, and you? I am absolutely on point, mate. Why, why wouldn't I be? I'm a vegan. I'm always happy. Full <laughs> cool, cool stop. End of bit. Yeah. That's it. That's, all you it. Say. That's it. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> I think we need to do a quick couple of things, a bit of admin, a bit of house care. Um, firstly, we are not going to be talking about documentaries today purely because life on the road um as you may be aware you may not be aware you may be just joining us we are two veterans who have decided to take our life mobile we are nomadic and we are not homeless we just have a home on wheels and due to this case we we did say in the last podcast that we were going to be doing uh, a watch of documentaries and then we were going to comment on them and give our view and, and dispel some of the rumors and stuff but due to unforeseen circumstances aka being on the road Life takes a little bit of a turn now and again, and we haven't had the opportunity. So today's subject is going to be more along the lines of, and I'll hand it over to you, Russ. So today, I th- well, we, you know, apologies for, for anyone who, who was hoping to listen to us uh, chat about those, po- uh, those uh, documentaries. Um, essentially, we're going to talk about what it's like to travel being a vegan, you know, and this, this, this crosses all transportations as in uh when you're at airports you're flying on planes uh obviously uh <laughs> you know traveling by road car you know you're on you're on your day trip down to cornwall or, or or whatever uh trains just basically what it's like when you're traveling how easy is it to get vegan food is it more expensive is it cheaper how does everyone find it uh what else do you get funny looks do you get funny looks from people in shops when you say oh do you do anything vegan because that's common because and it's it, it happens man if it happens so yeah dude i guess i don't know should we break this down by transportation or should we just oh yeah do you like that let's start let's start at, yeah, well yeah i think so right because you just said a point that when we go to the airport we fly what happens if uh you're dropping people off or just go because you're a plane spotter <laughs> Maybe. I bet they're redders during the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no planes in the air. Threaders during the lockdown because there's no planes. (laughs) Okay. That is a topic and a half. (laughs) That's a whole Um, different podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously we travel around. Um, Currently we're on a three week gallivant around the country in the UK. Um, And you're currently over in sunnier climates. We're, we're over in Georgia, uh, and it's, I'll be honest with you, it's, ap- well, you should always be honest, uh, it's absolutely redders. It's like 36, 37 degrees every single day. Oof. Yeah, man, it's, it's you know, it's it's hot. Um, and that's great, though. Oh, that's one of the reasons we love it. Quick question, then. What's the quality of the water like? Do you have to buy bottled there? No, we don't. Uh, tap water's good. Um, I've been drinking, we've been drinking. We, that was the first thing when we got to... Uh, the Airbnb, because, all right, disclaimer, yes, we're living van life, but we've decided to take a couple of months out um, to stay in an Airbnb, to work on businesses, uh, because van life can be quite, can be quite fatiguing. Um, Mm. And uh, we've been doing it close for two years, and we felt like, man, we could do with like a little break and a bit more space and that. So we are in an Airbnb in Georgia, in, in the capital Tbilisi, and we drink the water from the tap, mate, and it's yeah, it's good. Nothing wrong with this water. That's amazing. That's amazing. But so a little bit of a disclaimer on our side as well, then, is the fact that we live in a motorhome. So we're doing this in a we're mobile motorhoming, uh, not quite van life, in which is a lot more restricted. Um, and we're UK based at the moment for the next 
couple of years, should we say. But we will be touring around and as soon as restrictions lift, we'll be going elsewhere. So we today uh, are currently, me and my wife, are currently in Ely, near Cambridgeshire. And we've been out on some day trips in Ely, uh, buying food, not to the airport. Um, but we've been buying food and such like. And, and I feel, mate, in the UK that people are getting more responsive to having vegan food. I mean, like, we went to a fudge company the other day uh, called the Ely Fudge Company. Highly recommend. They're amazing. And I walked in and they had a billboard outside and it said, fudge is the answer to all, like, your problems or whatever. It was quite a, a, an attractive billboard. and. I just usually what I do is I pop my head in and I just because in those sort of scenarios you go oh god as much as I like a bit of fudge uh, they're not going to have they're not going to have any vegan fudge and the look of joy on the lady's face when I said have you got any vegan fudge I just just you got anything vegan and she was so elated probably because her profit margins had just been made for the day but she was <laughs> yeah. so elated at the fact that she was age, able to cater for us it was incredible and yeah we did a whole you know on our a different format we did a whole video of it and, and whatnot and it was fabulous and i must say the flavors oh bless you mm. but the price it comes at a price doesn't it let's be honest let's let's talk about the elephant in the room yeah and it, why why is the price like if you like one of the things we when we were in the uk like we like ice cream so ben and jerry's now do a fantastic ice cream but it is probably at least a pound 52 pound extra Oof. for a, a you know the cart the, the tub of ice cream and it's like mm. but why why is this extra because ultimately is it more expensive to produce I, I can't believe that it would be more expensive to produce or are you just taking advantage is it because you're making smaller quantities of it because not as you know it's not it's got not as much produced yeah exactly so is that the reason or is it are you just trying to take advantage of vegans or whatever your sort of like you know your your lifestyle choice is are you just trying to take advantage of that sort of like well we've made it for you and if you want it you have to kind of pay up uh yeah it's true it's a good point that you know i've never really thought about it like that. i just see i thought it was like because it's not mass produced but actually it could be that it's a very niche well it's still a bit niche sorry it's not quite yeah. very niche anymore it's still a bit niche and actually, maybe it is because of the fact that they've cornered a market, you know, like with, there's lots of other things, isn't there, in the world that are very much cornered a market, that specific tools for things are very expensive, even though they're cheaply made, mm -hmm. because it corners a market, you know, and there's, yeah, so maybe you're right, actually, maybe that's a point. Um, and also maybe it's because it, it doesn't sell as quick, so they have to put the price up, because obviously there's the background to everything, isn't there? Yeah. You've got... The storage, the um, the cost of putting it on the shelves, how much did they lose, how much did they not sell, all that good stuff. So maybe mm. maybe there's a, 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 a logistical side to it that we're not seeing as well. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, but that was that was just an example. Like you know, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know what? Ultimately, you can't you can't really drip too much because it's it's fantastic. And I know this isn't specifically aimed at traveling, but it's fantastic that there are more and more options for vegan food, that, mm. that certain foods have been veganized. Uh, yes. You know, otherwise we could sit here and be like, oh, there's no, there's no ice cream for us. So what are we going to do? What, never have ice cream ever again? Do you know what I mean? I just want to just talk, just veganized. What a great word. I, it's been, it's been everything's been veganized i don't know if i've just made that up i don't know have i, think, I got have i, I got a claim right, for that have i yeah i think you've just coined a phrase there dude that's pretty incredible um on the ice cream front if you ever do come back to the uk walls are now doing vegan cornettos and i must say mm. oh best <clears> ice <throat> cream i've ever eaten okay so here's this is again going a little bit off topic right mm. you've just nailed it there best ice cream you've ever had if you can eat a product which tastes just as good better. as or better yeah so that's a fair point or better as a meat or dairy product you've got really there's no excuse like there's absolutely no excuse not to move across yeah. and be like wow this is yeah. you know and i'm not saying it's healthy for you because obviously eating any type of ice cream or fudge or whatever 
is sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not good for you. It's a treat. And that's, you know, and that it is what it is, but mm. wouldn't, isn't it great that you're not harming any animal or, or anything like that to eat this product. So what's, what's the excuse not to sort of try it? Do you know what I mean? To yeah, have absolutely. it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. And the thing we found was that a lot of the time it, it, it's always a case of sort of ethical feeling, isn't it? So not only does it taste great, but it makes you feel better in knowing that nobody's been hurt. Like nobody. And I say nobody because, you know, we're all equal at the end of the day, plants, animals, everybody. I mean, it's uh-huh. everything's equal on this planet, but it's all to do with the feelings of things, isn't it? Let's be honest. And no animal has been hurt or have to be oppressed or anything like that in the making of this food. And I get to enjoy it. So it's a double effect, really. One, it makes me feel good because it's, sugar and obviously that's what sugar does it gives you that it gives you that rush and two like i'm not affecting anybody else by doing it there's no one else getting hurt in this scenario it's great well just even think about this right and I, i'm taking it another stage further yeah no no animal has been hurt in the making of that food reverse engineer it it's not required a human being to slaughter that animal now like we can get into we can get into it obviously not not on this podcast a, a later one but by killing animals uh, at a ratio which they kill animals cannot be good for the human mind soul or, or fucking spirit dude that is gonna yeah. fuck you up eventually yeah so by yeah. by not eating that animal or that animal product you're in fact you know i mean I, I know i'm going a little bit like quite maybe a little bit no, weird you're right. into it there but no no you're right i mean I don't know if you become a little bit blasé to it in, in a way that, you know, I don't like dealing with, I don't know, human feces, for instance. But mm-hmm. if I did it every single day, would I become a little bit blasé to it? And and is that mm. is that what would happen? And I know it's two different, completely different sides of, you know, of the coin, but is that what happens? Do people become blasé to it? Do they not see the moralistic view anymore? I don't know. That's a very interesting point. However, that is definitely a different topic for a different day. Tangent, <laughs> the <views>. tangent man. <laughs> it's what we do, bro. Um, yeah, so we've been... Another thing that we've done is we've been to a few pubs um, eating out and stuff because we've got the two furry furry dogs who need to be catered for. And you can't really walk them into a lot of restaurants. So we like to find like beer gardens are really good because you get to have a garden, which is great, and you get to eat. Now, what we find, I have found in the past, is that you don't really get the greatest of options. Um, however, big shout out to um, the George Hotel in Bakewell, um, or right near Bakewell, isn't it? Near Bakewell, Cover Roman Camping Site, which is where we stayed. And they did this burger, and it was a vegan burger. And it was, it was so good, we went back and had it again. That's how, <laughs> That's how you know when it's good, yeah. Your grief. It's in your grief. I'm being confidently told by the wife it's in your grief. I've never That's even heard of that place. So apologies yeah, well, for anyone like... listening who's like, you've never heard of where I live. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think there'd be many people listening because it's quite a small little place. But um yeah, stunning. I mean fair play to them. And they did a lovely pint of cider, which was great. And I'm I'm never gonna say no to a pint of cider. So happy day. And on a hot day. Oh, thank you, please. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and I'm seeing that now as well. So when you're traveling that more people are becoming, they're opening up the menus because it was always vegan curry, which was just a curry without the meat. And it's like, oh, come on, I need, there's, there's so many things you can put into it now, like jackfruit. We've recently bought some chicken and beef pieces, replacements, obviously, um, to put into things like stir fry. We had a magnificent stir fry last night and completely, and I would say tastes better Basically, yeah, the one thing that we've realised, which is really mega exciting, is when we're cooking vegan food, is that there's two two massive benefits that come out of this. And, like, again, tangent. First one is that when you used to cook bacon or something, there's two things that come out. There's the smell, uh-huh. which is, it lingers, doesn't it? Like, that, that smell stays around. <coughs> if you cook, cook meat in the kitchen or something, the smell is horrendous. Whereas once you cook plant-based products, the smell doesn't linger. It just, there's no, there's no after smell there's no mm-hmm. like a day later you've still got the smell of the the burnt flesh it's just it's gone it's amazing so you, you don't have that but the second one 
is that, and this is going to sound, but I'm a bit of a clean freak. So everything, you know, my wife Janine has, is a clean freak as well. So we like everything to be ship shop clean. But when oh. you're cleaning, you're washing up. And let's say like last night, I burnt a little bit in the bottom of a pan. Doesn't matter because mm. it's it doesn't stick to pans. And I know that's such a small thing, but it is the small things that add up. And it's the cleaning side of life that when you come to like, if we've put some, say, vegan sausages into a, a, a Pyrex bowl, so Pyrex being glass uh, in the oven, and then if you put normal sausage in, they leave that sort of fatty residue at the bottom mm-hmm. of the, the pan, don't they? But with vegan sausages, they do still leave that residue, but then you can just wipe it off. It's not like they don't leave that. Mm trail of death and destruction as i'd call it in the bottom of a pan um yeah i know it's a bit of a tangent again however it's mega it's mega for washing mm. up and like the smell and the cleanliness of the food is just so much better it's crazy mm. crazy the difference and still feel great after eating it so win-win really isn't it you, you've, you've nailed it bro. you've nailed it uh <laughs> i did go know. off on a like a like a, a curveball tangent there that's like tiger woods hitting a slice ball and it go way deep into the woods. But that, that's just... what this podcast's all about, man. It's like, you know, yeah, we've got a topic and we'll always try and come back to it. But most of the time, it's like, you know, uh, we just go off on it. You know, it's like, but uh, no, nah, man, it's, 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 it's a fair one. It's a fair one. So um, yeah, going back to it, pubs are doing <clears throat> a lot better. Like local eateries oh, yeah. are doing a lot better. We're walking past uh, a common, I think it's, a, is Prezzo a pizza restaurant or is it Italian or Prezzo? Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I have, but I, I, yeah, I'd imagine it's Italian something. But they had outside, they had a, an A board. <clears> so, you know, like the marketing boards mm. and on there was advertising the fact that it did vegan sort of food. And it was, and it looked really good. So, like vegan bowls of like healthy fill, fillers and stuff. Mm. And I was so impressed by the fact that the general public and marketers are seeing that. I don't know if it goes back to cost and they're making more money out of it. But the general public are seeing that actually we don't need to do all this death and destruction. We don't need all these things. But one of the common misconceptions I come across a lot is people saying, oh, I could live without meat, but I couldn't live without dairy. I couldn't live without my butter. I couldn't mm-hmm. live without my, my milk and my eggs. And I, I wonder if that's marketing that's pushed that down their necks. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um... You know what I think? Uh, yeah, maybe. I just, you know what? I think th- that's a fair one then. If, if, if people ever come and say, well, I, you know, I could, I could cut meat out tomorrow, but I can't give up cheese. I'm just, you know, cheese is my weakness, and it, which it is for a lot of people. Mm. All right. If cheese is your weakness, give up, give up the rest and still have a bit of cheese. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to title yourself and be like, oh, I'm a vegan, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, right? It's not about putting yourself inside a box and, and now having this Gucci, Gucci label. Mm. If you can do that and you want to do that, don't eat meat anymore. Don't drink milk anymore. Don't eat eggs anymore. If cheese is your weakness, still eat cheese. Imagine the good, the, the good you'll be doing by cutting out all that other stuff, but still maybe, having cheese. Yeah. And then maybe, you know what, maybe, <clears throat> you know, do your own research and maybe then go, actually, I might start cutting down on my cheese or I might start trying this vegan cheese because yeah, a few years ago, the standard joke was vegan cheese was terrible. It was, and it was, it was shocking. But yeah. now vegan cheese, mate, you cannot, again, it's, it's, it's just as good, if not better than- Well, to be fair with you, cheese. Your wife's one kryptonite thing was cheese. And Janine would always, always be like, oh, cheese, cheese, yeah, cheese on this, cheese on that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's no lie. Like, just love cheese. Feta, cheddar, loves it. When we when we transitioned, if you will, when we became vegan, that was the thing that worried us. And we've we've researched quite a lot of cheeses, and it was always a bit mm, bit but there's a cheese called Violife. Um, mm-hmm. you can get it pre-grated, you can get it in a pack, um, and it is essence. Mm. It's based on coconut, I think, but my good God, it is essence. And there's also a feta. Um, I don't know who it makes it, but there's a feta cheese replacement. But I think it's Fire Life as well. And that is bang on. It is absolutely spot on. But you were right. Some of the cheeses we've tried, ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, belter. Mate, but then also, you got to think, I remember when I was in the core and we used to get like uh, blocks of cheese. <laughs> and you. <laughs> 
and you could make cheese cheese toasties and shit it's like i want to know how much of this is actual cheese and then what and what like the rest of it is lard and and god knows what else so it's like you know yeah i, I was just yeah. much popped in the head there but yeah man i think yeah. i think you're right though i think a lot of people use excuses and go well i couldn't give up cheese all right don't give up cheese then don't yeah yeah very much so just stick or to make that know. make that the last thing you give up but mm. start start transitioning over and and i get it you know i, I get it but yeah <laughs> but I, that's that's one thing i will say though is like when you're traveling <clears throat> when specifically when you're traveling i find whether it be on a train you're at airports is when you get hungry it's it, the easiest thing to do is go grab a like a panini or a subway or or whatever and nine times out of 10, they've always got cheese on them. They've always got cheese. And that, you know, when you are traveling and you are hungry and you're probably tired because you've been traveling for fucking hours and hours and, you know, your bags got lost and your threaders, all you want to do is, is eat comfort food. And I think airports and train stations now are getting better at supply, actually having vegan food. Like you said, they've realized there's a market to be had, whether it's on the high street or, or, or mm. you know, a, a airports and that where you'd be silly not to why why exclude all of that market because veganism mm. is growing massively you know. is so i i think i think uh, what i think the, the general thing is though that the trouble with it before because let's be honest you can walk around the supermarket and 50 percent of what's in there is vegan because it's the fresh food it's the it's the salads it's the you know all that good stuff is all vegan what the trouble is is all of the pre-made stuff so it's all the fast food all the um pre-packed food all the processed foods that's the issue and that's what you're going to get at airports that's what you're going to get at you know train stations airports anywhere like that is all processed foods it's all stuff that's mm. pre-made it's all stuff that's pre-packed and it's all to be fair that's, and we all know this it's all not great for you anyway because it's all got all the different things that keep it fresher for longer you know they can't have a sandwich on the if you were to take it make go into your fridge now and make a sandwich leave it on the side in half an hour Mm. the bread's going to start to get a bit stale because that's how that's what it is but if you put that same sandwich into next to a sandwich from say uh, a sandwich maker in a wh smith's or something <clears throat> that wh smith sandwich is going to last a lot lot longer because it's designed mm. like that it's got the chemicals on it it's got all the things in it that are designed to make it last longer which you're then taking inside your body but there's always there's always things like fruit veg you know you can pre-pack all this stuff like if we go out, we don't really take a great deal, but there's carrots that we cut up and we take some hummus. Do you know what I mean? Or, or just mm. something just to snack on while we're out. And it's those little things that you can do to pre, you know, you and I both know this from the military, the seven P's of success, which is prior preparation, mm. prevent piss poor performance. If you prepare for what you're going to go up to, you've got no dramas. You know, we're lucky because everywhere we go, we go in our home. So we've, yeah. always, got a, we've always got a fridge in a car park nearby. We've got a kitchen with you, yeah exactly so we're really lucky and we're now when we used to go around supermarkets it would take us an hour extra looking for oh. things and searching stuff oh. don't have that anymore because we know where to go what to get what we like and it's you know there is that initial period and it's like when you walk into a pub and you go oh or you walk into somewhere to eat and you go oh my god what can i eat on here and it must be the poor waitresses or waiters or whatever people identify as it must be their worst nightmare when they when you go has this got anything has mm. this got anything mm. but it's nice to see that on menus now they're doing this is vegan you know this yeah is. they've got the v on it and that yeah yeah so it's really nice um but we've i've made the mistake before of choosing something that i thought was vegan it was vegetarian because then obviously it comes with <coughs> milk or, you know what i mean but i have yeah. made that mistake dude i fucking hell like i i've been vegan for on paper, I've been vegan for seven and a half years. Does that mean that I have not made mistakes? Does that mean I've not made fuck-ups? Or does that even mean that I haven't been tempted and broke? Uh, mm. Because I've made plenty of mistakes when it comes to, to, to being a vegan. And I have broken. I, you know, I remember myself and Gibbo, we were, I can't remember where we were driven from or driving to, uh, and we pulled into the old service station on the m6 or the m whatever uh and yeah. i was starving and i mean like all right i hate using that word starving i wasn't starving i was mildly hungry 
but I was like, right, I want some food. Um, you know, bro science, I need to keep my food intake high so I don't start, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we went, we went into, we went into, I think it was a Costa and I looked and they didn't have anything vegan, anything. Now, talking about cheese, my one weakness with cheese has all, and this is a bit weird, I, I, I think, is goat's cheese. I love goat's cheese. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. And that is a I, big thing for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, I'm not. I'm not denying mm. that. And I broke in that in that instant. I broke, and I looked at Gibbo, and I I did a really slow like picking it up, and she was. I was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Hungry." You know, and I used my hunger as an excuse to break, and that's <laughs> you know that was that was weak of me. And I, I and and then honestly. I only ate about half of it because I felt so bad that I was breaking. I was like, I feel terrible. I, why am I doing this? But I, you know, now because of all, because, you know, traveling and veganism is getting bigger. It means that hopefully you'll be less tempted. So if you ever mm. have a weak moment, like I did and I succumb to it, that hopefully now that would never happen again. Well, it wouldn't, I can, I can hand on heart say I wouldn't break now. I, I'm I'm mm. not to sound like Yoda when it comes to veganism, but I know now that I just I wouldn't be able to. I'd rather be hungry than yeah. Than Does that make sense? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because I now look at and this is I don't look at people in a bad way, in a negative way. If people want to eat what they want to eat, and you know we're never gonna you know we're never gonna solve the world, are we, by doing this? But what I do is I look at people, and you know even even Janine, the wife, she has trouble walking down the meat aisle in. Uh, like in supermarkets because it, mm. it genuinely just it's just dead flesh everywhere and it, you know it's to me now I look at it in a completely different way however because cheese isn't doesn't look like dead flesh mm. I'm with you on that that I saw somebody eating some halloumi the other day and I was like oh man I could really eat some halloumi <laughs> yeah. would it would it be that bad would it be that bad and the other yeah. thing for me is eggs you know I I love oh. my eggs like eggs is my kryptonite if you will and that's the one thing i found that's been difficult but yet we found we found some powdered sort of egg replacement which makes scrambled mm. eggs and omelets and things um, and funny enough that's going to be today's little treat i'm going to try some eggs in a bit awesome. um, and hopefully that will curb that sort of feeling and want but that it's not it is a selfish thing though isn't it when you think about it and you've said you've nailed that because you said oh it's like i was being a bit I was saying I was starving, but I wasn't starving. I was just hungry, hmm. which is two different things. I mean, I've, I've been from my military background, I've seen starving hmm. and it's heartbreaking that in this world, in this world, that's a thing. Hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've seen warehouses full of food when the populace outside is, is starving hmm. and I've seen fat rats and very skinny <laughs> children and people. And it's, it's, but because of the, the political side of life. I mean, this is a whole different podcast again. Yeah. But the political side of life, people aren't getting that food and it's just, it's disgusting. It, it, on what level humanity does that, is that acceptable? Mm. Um, so yeah, you're not starving. You just, and you proved that on one of your recent endeavors by what did you need? Three days with no food, just water. Oh, right. yeah. So basically, yeah. So a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I did a I did a three day challenge where I did it was a three day water fast. So essentially, I didn't eat food for seventy two hours. I just had uh, water or black coffee, uh, and and even then, you cannot. I couldn't say I was starving at the end of the seventy two hours. Yes, obviously, I was hungry, mm. uh, and if I'd had to continue that fast, I could have done because I. I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't even move. I've got no energy. I still had energy. I was still operating on a, on a normal level. Um, what I actually missed most was I wanted that emotional happiness of eat because I knew it would taste good. I didn't, yeah. it's almost as if I, I, I was like, oh, I need this to actually function. It was like, no, I just, I want to eat this because I know that it will, it will make dopamine in my brain and I'll go, mm, this is delicious. More, do you know what I mean? So even after 72 hours, I still wasn't like starving. Yeah, I was, I was uncomfortable. Maybe you could call it that, but it just shows when, you know, you don't need to, yeah. You don't need to give into those sense, that, that, it, into that sense of like, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Did it, was there a point of 
but you got to a point and went, it didn't get any worse. Was it like a breaking point? Was there a point where after 24 hours you went, oh my God, this is terrible? Or did it just be, was it on the back of your mind at all times that it was like a really hard thing to do? Or did you did you go through a point of going, oh my God, this is it, I'm broken now? Or was there just, you said you could keep going, but was there like a, a, a pinnacle almost where you said, okay, it's not going to get any worse than it feels right now? Um, no, like... I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like yeah I'm a bit of a legend and I wasn't hungry <laughs> at all obviously you know the first 24 hours I found remotely uh relatively sorry uh straightforward uh mm. a lot of people because my wife wasn't partaking in the fast so when at meal times I would watch Gibbo eat uh mm. I'm quite lucky that, that didn't really bother me too much obviously I was like man that looks good but it wasn't uh, you know, a, a deal breaker. Uh, the second day, I'd probably say my energy levels waned a little bit. Uh, but then come the third day, mate, it's almost as if the body then adapted and went, yep, it is what it is. We just need to, you know, and if you do your research into the health benefits, the third slash fourth day is when you, your body goes into ketosis and it's actually starting to use more fat or use your fat as energy. So I was kind of on the verge of that just starting to, to happen. But I, again, I don't know whether this is the way I'm built, military background, but I was like, no, it's a 72-hour challenge. I can ride this out no matter how bad it gets for 72 hours. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think there was ever a point. But I, and I'm no superhero, mate. You know, It's just, funny, isn't it? You get that mindset of this is the challenge I've set and this is what I'm going to do. And you actually just go for it. I love that. Because that is a... I don't, the sort of a, a part of me that's very much like that. If I say to myself, I'm doing something come hell or high water I'm burning the boats and I'm doing it that's yeah. that's my mentality so yeah fair play mate going back to the fact just just I just thought about this when you tried that goat's cheese sandwich yeah did you have any like after health effects did it make you feel any I'm very interested <clears throat> to know this because I, I wonder if going back to it so let's say tomorrow I woke up and went right no I'm not doing it anymore I'm going back to being a meat eater mm. Did you feel any sort of like, did it make you feel funny inside? Did it give you any health effect? Did it make you feel anything? Uh, this is going back quite a few years, uh, but no, it didn't. Uh, I'd probably contribute that to the fact that at that time we were eating, we were vegan, but we weren't like at the moment we try I and mean, we don't always do it, obviously, but we're, we're more plant-based. Mm. Uh, so we eat real food as often as possible. So when I say real food, it doesn't have a list of ingredients on the back of the package telling you what's in it. It's fucking real food. It's a tomato. Mm. There we go. So whereas back then we were having like a lot of uh, Linda McCartney vegan pies or, you know, we were, we were still eating processed food as such. So mm. I think, I don't think that would have done any damage. That being said, if tomorrow I quit, after seven and a half years and I started eating meat tomorrow, I reckon my body would be in a shit state for, for a little while. Cause it would just be like, what are what you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's a complete, yeah. and say, but that, that's, that goes for transitioning from a meat diet into a, a vegetarian or vegan diet. It's taking your microbiome and your stomach time to then go, oh, okay, this is new. And also what people have got to remember as well is it takes time for your taste buds to adjust. So this is mm. the, this is one of the issues is when people go from like a, you know, the, the standard Western uh, American diet of like, oh, eating burgers and that. When you start eating something healthy, why do people always go, oh, I don't know how you can eat that. It tastes like shit, mate. Well, actually, it's because your taste buds are so used to sugar, oil, and, and uh, shit. salt. And, and shit. Yeah, so it's called, it's called the SOS, sugar, oil, and salt. Once yeah. you start taking those out and you start eating real food, it will take your body and your taste buds approximately between one and four months to actually start, I know that sounds quite a long time, but it's not mm. a long time in the grand scheme of things. It'll, you then get acquired to that taste and you'll start to love it and you'll be like, this tastes delicious. I can't mm. wait to have my carrots and hummus. Whereas at the <laughs> beginning, you might be like, what? Oh, that's, that's honking me. What so, I realise now is saying that, hearing that back is how posh that made me sound. Oh yeah, we go out and we have carrots <laughs> yeah. and hummus, darling. Celery sticks if we treat ourselves. <laughs> yes, and we buy the carrot sticks. We don't chop them up ourselves. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started. Um, yeah. Sorry, so there is, there is. Oh, go on. 
Yeah, carry on, mate. Sorry. I, I, I did want to touch on one thing, and we were, and I know this is like a, a real David Brent thing to do, like come back to a conversation which is 20 minutes old. Uh, but one thing which you touched on before was eggs. Like you love eggs. Like, yeah. you know, and for me, I would love, uh, I used to love poached eggs. Oh, mm. Poached eggs on toast. Amazing. Oh my God. This is where, yeah, this is where it comes down to um, what type of vegan you are as well. So if you're an ethical vegan and you're not doing for the health benefits, and this will cause a bit of controversy within the vegan sort of uh, world as such, is if you have your own chickens and you treat those chickens with love, they're not caged, they're not in a, in a tiny little, like, you know, fence wire, they, they roam mm. your garden, they, they have a really great life, and they lay their eggs, do you eat them? If you're an ethical vegan, well, it's taken the ethical side out of it because they're not far, you know, they're not, they're not stuck in a really tiny cage, given antibiotics mm. and beasted to produce more eggs. These are happy, as far as we know, chickens roaming your garden, your land, producing mm -hmm. eggs so would well, you eat it? it then so yeah. you know I mean it's well in my mind this goes back to sort of the natural hunter gatherer sort of ways isn't it because mm -hmm. if you were walking through the woods and saw some eggs that had been laid from a chicken who's completely i know this is very much a, a scenario i've just come up with in my head but it would be something you would take on board, isn't it? It's 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 a natural food source. However, if they're in a batch, I mean, I would never buy, never ever buy, um, even if it said the Happy Hen Company or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. God, they dear. look turbo happy. Yeah. Yeah. In their little yeah. tiny cage with one leg. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, getting electrocuted and yeah. Anyway, mm. um, then no, I would never buy eggs from a supermarket. I just find them. I find I find the fact that people buy them on mass disgusting. I, I, I that personally to me, I think is very the fact that they can market it like that is very mm. offensive. And and you've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, the Happy Cow Corporation, like the laughing no, cow. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's not <laughs> laughing. No, don't try and cart it. There's a word for it where they take something like an animal and they humanize it and make it happy. Like the lion King scenario where the lions are savage beast and would rip mm. any of those other animals heads off and eat them. It would. That's just what a lion does. It's mm. lionism in its purest form, but yet we cartoonize it and, you know, have it held above the cliff with singing that song. I'm not going to go <laughs> into song because that's not put people <laughs> off the podcast more than we do. Yeah. Um, but that, that whole sort of where they, they take a, a, an animal and, and make it happy and, and market it as being, you know, and, and if you saw nothing else, if you never saw a documentary about how, uh, how a, a lion is, if you were walking through Africa and you saw a lion, you'd want to go and pet it. You, you mm. would, wouldn't you? would be like, oh, look at that mm. big fluffy thing that I've seen on TV as a cartoon. But that's not the case. That's not real life. And that's exactly the same with marketing. But they've done it so cleverly that they've taken it and gone, look at this happy, this cow, the picture of this cartoon cow on the front of a box of cheese is laughing and smiling and is really happy. Mm. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's getting raped on a regular basis. And, mm. you know, and having its calves taken away from it. And that's the truth of the matter. And they don't tell you that bit. They keep that bit hidden, don't they? You know, um, I mean, that is going off on a tangent again. If, if well, there's, there's a, again... There's a reason why slaughterhouses are fucking in the like generally away from built-up communities. Uh, yeah. They've got fencing and security guards to let the yeah. trucks in and out, mm -hmm. and you don't have windows in a slaughterhouse. It's not like you know you can go and oh what's going on in there? Oh my fuck! Do you know what I mean? It's, it, there's a reason for it. Whereas if you want to be completely transparent, you'd be like, look, this is how we do it. I reckon, and I would like to think actually, the majority of people would be like, what? Oh my god, mm. that's fucking that's mm. terrible. Yeah. I in in Bristol uh, or was it Cheddar? I can't remember. There was a great thing. So I used to do. I used to help children on the verge of expulsion. And I, when I left the military, I went into sort of teaching children that were going off the rails, but never never ever their fault. It's always their environment and whatever. But mm -hmm. they went on a tour and they did um, field to fork, where they went and saw a cow in the field and all that good stuff. And then you know they saw it being slaughtered, and then they saw it getting you know yeah butchered it was a it, do you know what mate it was phenomenal and i'll and i'll say that in the most old school me of ways because mm -hmm. i you know, wouldn't eat it now but <clears> the <throat> amount of children afterwards that went oh i'm not eating that i'm not <laughs> eating that 
because they mm. saw, you know, and they, they got to touch and feel and stroke the cow and, and all that good stuff. And then they went through the full process and they got to the end and they were like, are you, are you joking? But that's the bit people don't see, you know, mm. they don't see that this is a live animal who is, you know, quite, you know, I'm sat next to my dog right now. I wouldn't slit its throat and cook it and butcher it and put it on a plate. So why is it acceptable to put that in service stations? Why is that acceptable mm. to put that in airports? Why is it, why is it such a hard thing for them to do to go, actually, if presented with a starvation, you know, with a hunger point where mm. you're going, I'm really hungry. Why is everything in this airport, everything in this supermarket, everything in this shopping center, everything in this train station, why is it not vegan? Why is it not? Mm. Why is it that we've got such a, a mindset of having it the other way? Why is it not done in such a way that actually the people, can you imagine an ethical shopping center where you can go and buy your clothes and all that good stuff, but all of the food stalls, everything in mm. there is all plant-based. Because if you went in there, because let's say, I don't know, let's say your favorite shop is, I don't know, uh, Sports Direct or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking of a shop. Classy joint, but like it, yeah. Love it. <laughs> For all your sporting good needs. Um, but let's say you, 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 I don't know, I can't think of it like Zara. That's a woman's clothing shop, isn't it? Zara. Okay. Right. Okay. So Zara is your shop, right? You're a, you're a female. And, and actually, there's only one place that does that shop. And that's in this supermarket, in this super, what do they call them, meadow, like a meadow hall sort of like massive structure of shopping mall things, whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. But in there, the only food they did was plant-based. Do you think there'd be an uproar because they go, well, there's no meat-based products. What are you doing? Go, ah, there isn't. However, I can do everything that is exactly the same because that's mm-hmm. effectively what you can do now. Why, why isn't that a thing already? If, if people are so bothered about the environment, if people are so bothered about everything, then surely that's a much better way of doing it because you're not going to complain. If you're as hungry as you say you are, mm. eat this. It tastes just the same. But there's I a think, moralistic spin on it, isn't there? Yeah. The, the issue, right, is it just there's a number of points you brought up there which could then just tangent off onto, <laughs> like... A, a rabbit hole and and you know we talk and i obviously we, we can talk about this in later you know i i i i feel that this podcast has been tangent toppers uh <laughs> and i think you know i think when it's like talking about the environment you mentioned the environment there now i don't remember a, a few months back david attenborough brought out a documentary mm-hmm. can't remember what it's called um and basically, he, you know, throughout his career as, as what he does, adventurer, I don't know what he classed himself as. Um, but basically, he said of it, we need to adopt a more of a plant-based diet for the world to, to, to fucking sort itself out, basically. We're burning the candle at both ends for, for the world. And people and i remember it because i i was one of the last to watch it as far as i'm aware and all my friends on facebook and that were like you need to watch this documentary it's going to change your life and you were like brilliant are you going plant-based well no <laughs> what do you mean no you just you've, you've just watched that documentary and it's like you if, you know if you're so concerned about the environment surely that's the next step and they people don't want to do it like and i i don't want to go off on that tangent actually i you know but i'm just that's- i think it's Let's save that for a podcast, another podcast, because it's a really good one, is what what documentaries make you feel or what TV, why don't people action what they hear? Because mm. I think there's, there's something in that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know what? I've even, I've, I've lost my train of thought with that. I was, I was thinking David Attenborough, back to that. You go, yeah. David Attenborough, there is people saying, oh yeah, we could do that. And then they go, no, no, I'm not going to do that. But I, I think you, 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 the way you were talking about the moralistic sort of, standpoint of it all do you know what i mean so i, I kind of um i don't well, know, is, isn't it? I don't know. do you think do you think people would get upset if you went to a if you went to a cinema say and because they're not there for the food effectively you don't go to a cinema for, for food mm. do you you go to the the, the 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 if you were to triage situation that the principle of that is you're going to watch something on a film and then you mm. get snacks to to add to that what happens if all those snacks are vegan? Nobody's going to be peed off, are they? They're not going to be like, well, that's a shame that I can't get one of those overpriced, mm. you know, mm. dog yeah. burgers or, you know, 
it just isn't the, that's not the case and if you and i just feel like if you were to go to a train station and that train station only supplied but didn't say it didn't openly promote it but just said oh this is what's on the menu i just need i need a sandwich okay well we've got i don't know we've got falafel and and something mm. you know other other tasty foods in there um oh have you got anything for pudding yeah we've got baklava mm. or do you know what i mean something like as mm. good as that or we've got custard donuts or because people would still buy it people would and the amount of good that would do would be brilliant and they'd cater for people like us <laughs> and anyone yeah to you've 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 i've seen nailed it there brother where you went if they didn't advertise that it was vegan they just changed their menu as such mm. or you know they changed what they sold in their shop and they went this is this is the choice you've got because there is so much accidentally vegan stuff we've talked about biscuits like oreos and all that mm. We've done it with with my mum and dad. We we made them uh, burgers. We were like, oh, we'll 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 cook scran tonight, and we had vegan burgers. I think it was, mm. uh, and you know we kept ditched them, made the burgers, nice baps, bit of salad in there, all the all the you know all the all the gubbins and that, and they had them. We were like, how was your burgers? They were like, oh, they were great. They were really <laughs> wow. What were they? And it was like <laughs> vegan burgers, and you know and. <laughs> And, and they're like, fucking hell, they're delicious. And like, for example, um, I mean, this is, yeah, it, it, dude, it's just, yeah. I think as soon as you tell someone it's vegan, it almost makes their mind up for them going, well, it's all right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's all right. Because it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the marketing and, and learned behavior, isn't it? It's yeah, what people absolutely. get. You get drip fred it from a very young age before the people, the reason that people don't want to eat vegan is because they see it as a negative thing. And they look at things in a negative way because the way that marketing, that everything that they do, everything that they see is pushed down their necks. Mm. It would be a brave person, I would think, in this scenario. Let's say you had a, a train station or something like that that did only do vegan food. It would be a brave person, I believe, that would go into that location and go, well, this is disgusting. You don't mm. do meat. <laughs> Why don't you do meat-based products in here? This is your, yeah. your, your, you're disgusting. I don't think anybody would. I think people would just be like, oh, that's even like the most hardcore of like farming community meat eaters would go, oh, that's a shame. Okay, I'll just have something. You know, do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't think these custard would... donuts. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a packet of jammy dodges, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a million dollar million dollar marketing plan for anybody setting up a train station or an airport. Make it all vegan, but don't but tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. don't tell anyone. <laughs> so, guys, here's a question for the for the listeners: If you've been anywhere that is has an outstanding vegan menu alongside a normal menu, let us know about it. Share it, share it with us, because that might reach somebody else in the community, and also do that business some good. Because if they're making the effort, we should make the effort. I believe. Uh-huh. Um, why don't you share it with the community? Share it with us, um, and on our travels, we might get to go and visit that place. We might get to go and sample this menu that you're you're talking about because i think if even if you're a meat eater but listening because you want to get something out of this and you say oh do you know what our local such and such does a a good vegan menu a good vegan side let us know because i think that's really worth sharing i think that's really worth the community knowing about it's really worth something or if you've got a favorite vegan food and you are a meat eater and go actually i prefer this i'd be really interested to hear about that as well I think there's some real cool stuff that if you said, well, actually, I prefer vegan cheese to normal cheese or I prefer vegan burgers or vegan goujons or whatever mm. or pies or because of X, <clears throat> Y, and Z. I'd be really interested to hear that. I think that's a real good point. No, I think I agree. I would be, I would be fascinated to hear that, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, so I'm, let's celebrate. Uh... Let's celebrate the vegan people because I think EB Fudge Company, the fact that you've done a vegan fudge is immense and um yeah definitely worth promoting them yeah and you've you, and you know what you've, you've 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 nailed it there as well like you want to support the companies the businesses who are doing vegan because if no one actually goes out and supports them they'll just be like oh fuck it i, I won't bother yeah you know creating money, a, so we'll, yeah, we'll yeah i'll just stick with 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 what i know so you know and this is this is the that goes back to like we were talking about ben and jerry's before you know yes it does cost a bit extra but you know everyone's budgets are different than that but 
if we can, if people buy it, it will tell Ben and Jerry's, wow, maybe we should actually start doing different flavors of vegan ice cream. Mm. And maybe we, dare I say it, reduce our, you know, normal range of ice cream and we start bringing in more vegan ice cream. And, and you never know, you might see the tide kind of start to turn a little bit. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. It's, but the one thing I will say is, you know, veganism has come so far in the last five years. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to be in five years time, you know, because it is, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. And I think more people are, are registering that it's a lifestyle, not just a diet fad or a phase. It's like, no, this is, you know, you take on the lifestyle, whether for ethical or for, for mm. uh, health reasons, which is another podcast in itself. <laughs> but I'm definitely feeling the benefit of both. That's for sure. Good, good. Dude, I think we've nailed it again. I think that's been a, a, a very interesting little piece that we went off topic quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we went down a rabbit hole and came out as a badger. I don't know what happened there, but um, amazing. So if you've got any points or questions or anything you'd like to ask us, please feel free to send them our way. Don't send stupid stuff because we'll just ignore you or take the mick out of you because we are both ex-military. We both have big shoulders and I guarantee there's not a piss take we haven't heard. So... If you're going to ask a question, ask a question. We'll answer it, and we'll, we we want questions. We want we want stuff to sort of talk about. I think it's very important that we have conversational topics mm. to talk about. I really enjoy it when people challenge my views as well because I've, I'm not I'm very open minded. I'm very uh, much of a growth mindset. So I like to, as as I know you are, Russ. We very much like people to challenge our ways of thinking because nine times out of ten, if we're wrong we're wrong and, and I'm happy to go, do you know what? I'm actually wrong on that fact. That's brilliant. No, I agree. And you know what, even, even if, even if you still don't agree with that individual, you may have learned something as to why their train of thought is that way. Uh, mm. You know, or maybe you've just learned something. You're like, wow, I, I didn't know that was the reason I didn't know whatever. So yeah, mm. and I'm, I'm always open to, uh, to shit like that. I think it's interesting, man. Cool. So on that note, if you've enjoyed this podcast, which I'm sure you have, because why wouldn't you enjoy this podcast? We're awesome. And so are you, just to throw it out there. Then please remember to subscribe, like it, comment, do all that good stuff, share it with people, share it with your friends. Do us a favour as veterans. Be supportive. You know, come on board, share it. Even if, you, even if you're not vegan, you want to eat meat and you just, you might get something out of it. Just have a listen, have a like, have a share. You might just learn something exactly and that's what growth mindset is it's all about Boom. being acceptable to learn happy days so we've been those vegan veterans and nailed it absolute pleasure to have you here with us today and uh yeah it's been our pleasure to talk to you as always Russ, because i just i get so much value out of it dude always man it's uh, I, I love chatting to you and uh yeah if we if we if we weren't, if life didn't get in the way, we could probably do like a 24 hour podcast, but you know, <laughs> maybe there's something not, for the future. That's not life on the road, bro. Yes. <laughs> 24 hour podcast with lots of guests. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I've been Rob Dennison and I've been Russ been McDonough. Russ McDonough. Amazing. Oh, legend. thank you, buddy. That's that's a great and I've had a great time. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Ladies, dudes. 